Welcome back to another episode of the She Could So She Did podcast, where we talk about dating after divorce in your 40s. I'm your host, Nadia Policard, and I'm so excited about today's episode. Here's why. So I know for many of us, before we met our former spouses, um, we met them the old traditional way, right? Online dating just was not a thing. So today's guest is a marketing executive that has over 25 years of experience, and she's going to share how she finally took the plunge, um, joined the online dating world, and then how she and her team created such an amazing profile using their marketing skills and savviness that their response was overwhelming. We're going to laugh at some of the experiences experiences that she had, but also Dawn is going to share her tips. So before I fully introduce Dawn, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. So my next guest is Dawn Nightingale Amy. She is currently the CEO of Nightingale Consulting and comes with 25 years of experience in marketing. Dawn is a passionate advocate and outspoken voice for many causes, including mental health and wellness, bullying, sexual assault, and voter suppression. Her dedication to these issues has created a shift in her career to focus on cause marketing and corporate social responsibility. While her work life may be demanding, Dawn considers her crowning achievement and most important title to be mom. She is a dedicated mother of three. She has twin boys, now 25, and a beautiful 16-year-old princess while being the primary caretaker to her father. Her model, lead with brilliance and beauty will follow. Favorite quote, when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. I love that quote too. All right, let's get started. All right, Don. thank you so much for being here. As I like to do at the top of every episode is to have our guests tell them what their relationship status is. So are you married, divorced, single, currently dating? What is the lowdown? So my relationship status right now is currently very single. Very single. <laughs> and, <laughs> emphasis on the very, huh? Emphasis on the very. I was married for 11 years. I've been divorced for the past six years. And so now my focus has been on uh, reclaiming my me. And so that's been a really fun part of my journey. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm very single. I, I love marriage. I actually love the, the, un, the unity of marriage. I'm, I'm a big advocate for marriage, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not rushing it. But I do see myself married again. That's great. So, you know, a lot of our listeners especially after like a messy divorce um, or just, you know, an unhappy marriage, they're like, you know what, you're never going to see me married again. So I love to hear um, people who are open to the idea of being married again. Um, So let's get right into like online dating. So um, I'm assuming that when you were married, online dating was not yet a thing. (laughs) No. Prior to your marriage, I should say. Absolutely. I mean, I had been off the market for um, 20 years. Um, so no, online dating was not only not a thing, but it wasn't even conceptually even a, an idea that you would Google up a, a mate. And I remember, you know, when my um, nieces and stuff came up, we're now in their 30s and we're all into this Tinder and all that type of stuff. I, I just, the, the concept of swiping through the fine men just seemed 
bizarre and mm -hmm. <laughs> beyond what I could wrap my head around because I felt like all the fun parts of dating get missed when you're doing it in this, this kind of bubble. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely predates my dating phase. Yes. So what finally caused you to create your online profile? Actually, my coworkers kind of twisted my arm and so much so that they actually did it for me. So oh, okay. it was a Labor Day weekend. So actually, this is probably around the time of the anniversary of that time. So I had been, um, the first year after my divorce, just to set the stage, the first year after my divorce, I just really kind of really took the time off and, and really took some time to get to know me again and to understand who I was, navigate my children through that process. Mm -hmm. So I really kind of was in that zone of, you know, it's not always all him and all me, but so let's figure out what my process was, what my contribution to this was, and how do you just not go back into that. But I did that for about a year, right? So after a year, my staff was kind of like, okay, like really. <laughs> you need Time to get with the times. Right, you know, like I'm, you're, getting, you're, you're getting some pent up frustration. I feel like you hollering at us for no reason. <laughs> Let us hook you up. So at this point, my whole staff was full of um, Gen Zers. I mean, they were okay. all millennials, right? So, but the varying versions of it from 20 to 30, right? And gotcha. so- they're all on different birds. So I'm just mama paranoid. That looks like a stalker app. Are you kidding me? You can just tell where somebody is, you know? And they're like, no, no, no. So if we were going into long weekend and they're like, Dawn, for real, you really need to get online. We're going to find one for grown people. So first off, anything that says grown or, uh -oh. or Christian, it's the opposite of that, right? <laughs> so that's the first lesson that you learn. Like, Wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> they put you in the grown folks online dating groups no yeah. no I'm sorry I mean you don't have to share your age but you're not in that demographic yet no you're not. I, I already I, know you're not say if this is for 40 and under I'm about five months from no longer being able to be on this <laughs> yeah I mean come on now like so, when I think of those older groups I'm thinking like 55 not, and older not the silver group. okay not okay that. But it was like, okay, you're probably not going to want to do Tinder. And at this time, it was like this crazy app where you can date somebody based off of where they are in proximity to you, which I was like, yeah, that just has killer stalker written all over it. No way. So they were like, you know, let's find you something that's that, you know, you actually have to write a profile and blah, blah, blah. So they went to work. Like mm -hmm. we found this thing. We're going to set you up. We're all in marketing. So they're combing through my pictures they're finding money shots right so we know how to pick you know the right pictures so one of the pictures just really quick that was so funny it was this picture of me on this um what's those things water skis jet ski right oh yeah and um I had been out with some friends of mine on on their jet ski and I had it was like one of my first times out on this thing we're out on Lake Lanier or whatever and um we go on this thing and lo and behold um I'm on the boat and it's a money shot. I mean, the sun is hitting me right. I got my calves hat on. Okay. I'm sharp, right? That was That's your profile picture. Okay. So now <laughs> you come across as the athletic right. um, so, water no, goer. Yeah. So what pops up when they use this picture is all these hunters who are showing me pictures of deer heads and asking me what kind of bike this is. And I'm like, well, I don't even eat outside. I'm from Cleveland. I'm like, what? You know what I mean? <laughs> so that was 
was like, yacht, not a canoe. What the hell are you talking oh about? Oh my gosh. They put me on this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, hey, you know, let me at least write my profile. They wrote up all this, this stuff. Now, let me just stop this. I'll write, write that up. They put it on and we go out. This is a Friday. We leave for a long weekend, like Labor Day weekend. I wake up in the morning and my damn phone is bouncing off of my thing. Like ding, 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 ding. Oh, you got all the notifications. <laughs> all these notifications are on. I don't know getting swiped for the last 24 hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know how to turn this crap off. I don't, I'm thinking, nobody gave me rules. I'm thinking if they say hello, you're supposed to say hello. So I'm, hi, 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 hi. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Your opening was just, hi. Well, it was like, anybody who said hello to me, I thought I was supposed to say hello back. (laughs) I, by Sunday, called, like, text my whole team, like, you're all fired on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't figure out how to get this crap off of my phone. And it, it just turned into this like instant, like amount of attention that was, I would say borderline confusion and excuse with a good side of creepy crazy. And I was just like, you all don't even know my name. And like, this was an it excessive- was the money shot. They don't need to know your name. Yeah. It was an excessive amount of interest for this stranger, right? Case I only made it like, 72 hours. So I was like, no, this mm-hmm. isn't okay. Right. Fast forward about a year later, they said, come on, you didn't do it right. You're giving it a bad rap. You know, actually read and respond to only the people you want to just respond to. So then this, this time they give me like some parameters. Like you don't have to say hello to everybody who says <laughs> hello to you. <laughs> actually look at their pictures before you respond because you know you respond and then you're like you know yeah. but once you respond they believe you know this thing is moving so we finally put these parameters on it and i i think i lasted maybe a 30 days if that before i was just like this still is, a no it's not but at that point i was so intrigued by it and I was about to start working on my psych degree that I came this close to making it my thesis because I was like, this is a universe that, you know, really has its own characters and you start to kind of figure out the cadence and the rhythm of it. You yeah. know, like you get these people who really believe I'm going to find my soulmate on here. So their profile, and I was really one of those people who actually read the profiles. Like I was intrigued because again, I'm in marketing, I'm working on like, so my thought was, okay, this is like your 15 second elevator pitch, right? So this is your way of telling me who you think you are. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not who you are, but it's who you believe yourself to be, right? So you had these people who were really engaged and really tried to pour their heart into that. Then you had these people who were essentially like, just ask me what you want to know. <laughs> like, like, wow, that's very introspective of you. <laughs> and then you had those who just were just so bizarre in what they would say that you're just like, did you, do you know that this doesn't even come close to me? Ma- like the top half is like, I want to get married and da, da, da. And then the second half was like, basically I need a booby call because I don't really have time to have you guys. <laughs> like, are you free in 30 minutes? Right. Honestly, I think I lasted on it as long as I did because it was, it became so fascinating. And the weird thing is, as a female, and it may have just been the ones I was on, you don't know what they're seeing. So you only see 
man, right? If you say I'm a female and I want to see right, right, right. Oh yes. So you don't know so, the other women. So you so I was so like wanting to just can I sign in as you so I can see what the girls are with y'all? <laughs> like, well, let, let me tell you what I did. So I was on online dating, but I did create a profile. I think I did it where I was a man, a fake man with no image, because I wanted to do my research, market research, on what they're seeing. And when I tell you the stuff out there, first of all, many of these men were getting catfished. Okay? Yeah. No doubt about it. I'm like, I don't know who thinks... This woman is real, but I already know she's not. I might have already seen this picture with a completely different name in my search. Exactly. When, you, when your number one compliment from a guy is, wow, you're so normal. Or, oh, yes. I used to get or, that. you know, you have a, like, finally have, like, a telephone conversation with them. And they're like, wow, so you really look like that. Or so you know that, so you know that there's this whole dynamic that you're completely blinded to, but they're responding to you based off of all this crazy that they've already yeah. kind of filtered through. So my and then you have like people whose profile is literally a tutorial. If you look like this, if you wear this, if you have a selfie, if you've got filters, like it was basically like, I'm not telling you anything about me. I'm just telling you what I'm not willing to fool with. Like that's the, that was their whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I wish that I could just be a dude because I didn't want to catfish anyone because I felt like, oh, that's a little unfair. But I really like wanted to say, hey, can I sign in as you for like a just day? Yeah. I just want to see what y'all are seeing because some of them were coming so hard at, you know, at the females on the other side. I'm thinking, who has completely jacked you up that you now are so cynical? And then if anything, why are you still in here? Why are you? Yeah, that's another question. Why? why? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, with your marketing and branding background, let's go back to the money shot. Like what is in your professional experience? Okay. Let's, what do you think? Like what tips do you have for listeners on the ideal picture? Like yours conveyed the message that you were this outdoorsy woman. And as a result, you got hunters and, you know, guys that, <laughs> that were interested in that? Yeah, I, I think, I think you have to go in there it, it, with really a sincere interest in being your authentic self, mm -hmm. if you really want to take it seriously, right? And so I think for me, what turned out to be the better shots for me when I did it the second time were shots that were more of a true example of who I was. So it was mm -hmm. a, a picture of me in kind of my business atmosphere, a picture of me never with my kids. I'm always kind of weirded out and it's an immediate turnoff to me when yes. I see people with their kids. I, I just do not understand the concept and it may just be my protection mechanisms kicking in, but the yeah. idea of you putting your kids in a space that you know are for adults, there's no version of that space where anybody shows your children mm -hmm. like. So first rule, don't put your kids on there. Second rule, don't try and crop. I have, can't tell you how many male pictures you can see with the female hair on the oh, side. Oh, I know. Just assume she's still in the picture, you know what I mean? Or her hand is, or it's like, stop Or it. like the wedding ring on the one shoulder and that's it. Yes, exactly. And it's like, okay, that's, first of all, you can't crop. Dudes need to at least double check their picture like they're all their selfies are like a real nose shot like i'm not <laughs> like why am i seeing like your whole brain matter going on up in there but it's just guys with filters are weird but i think for me the pictures that i like were that got the most compliments or that people actually 
would, you know, reference the most were those that were just sincerely made me laughing or, or, you know, like in a relaxed mode or mm -hmm. doing things I would naturally do so that if you met me or if this actually transferred out of this bubble of crazy, it wouldn't be a shocker to who I am or what I'm doing. So it wouldn't be like, right. oh, you actually work because you've already seen something, yes. you know, where I look like I work. So I, I say pick pictures that are not overly filtered, not overly crazy, and pick a variety so that you can actually, to the best of your ability, showcase the totality of who you are. Because what ends yes. up happening is every, and pick a picture that shows your whole body. Like all Absolutely. these headshots. Oh my God, I think I dated a midget. Like literally, <laughs> <laughs> we walk into the restaurant, and I turn my head, like turn around, and I'm five two. And I had on heels that are maybe three inches. I turn around and I promise you I was looking over his head, like no. completely. And I'm calling my girls with the message of get me out of here. <laughs> like, right? Oh my god. Okay, wait. Call three. Call me now with an emergency because dude is a midget. <laughs> wait a minute, but what if he was a really nice guy and successful? <laughs> he could have been all those things, right? Here's the problem. I take the short card on this relationship. So I'm right. gonna need for you not to take that card. <laughs> There's only room for one of y'all to be on that short list. Yeah, yeah, I know. I get that it. Was, that was, I shouldn't be able to see completely over your head. That's a problem. No, I definitely hear you there. All right, so great tips on profile picture. What about your tips for responding? So you got a whole bunch of messages and then first it went from the high to high. So what did your staff tell you, the millennial and Gen Zers, as far as like the best messages? And the second part to that question, what were some of the best um, messages that you got when people were um, responding to you? Well, I would say for me, yeah, one word, if you only say one word to me, then I don't even bother. You know what I mean? So hellos didn't get hellos, you know, W-Y-D. If you have to compress three words into three letters, <laughs> you're not on the same W-Y-D is the initial response. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what you doing? Um, really, I'm going to need you to find a vowel because this is a problem. So find a vowel. Okay, that's a good one. Right. So some of the issues were like just if it was something quick and just didn't look like it was insightful. The things that caught my attention were things that were clear that you had to have read my bio if, if you or my profile. So to me, if, if you took the time to read who I was, then I would take the interest in at least responding back. But if you're just like, hey, beautiful. Yeah, I knew that before you you know, said that I'm good. Like, I, this isn't a self-esteem boost. I don't need to tell me I'm good. So that's, it, a, that's a blanket statement to everybody. That's a cut and paste to 25 women right there. Exactly. And it doesn't take much on your phone because once you say, hey, it's going to give you some options. <laughs> you know, just pick one. So those type of things, I, I looked for people who clearly pulled something out of either one of my pictures. So I would get messages like, um, I had a Cleveland hat on. So I would always say I was a peach, but, you know, because I always say I'm Cleveland bred, but I'm Georgia grown, right? Okay. So for me, if you picked up on the fact that I was from Cleveland, or if you picked up on the fact that um, I did something in my profile that resonated with you, then that would be something that would give me at least the initial 
interest to at least read your profile and look at what you look like. Mm -hmm. But just the generic thing that you could say to 45 people and just you like baby basically throwing things up against the wall, see what sticks. Nah. Right. And and typically I try to do the same thing because I think a lot of these sites are built. But again, one of the reasons I didn't like it is it's kind of built on women being the hunter. So a lot of it is built on you being the initiator and saying something to a, to a man or whatever. And I'm definitely from that generation where that's just not what we do. Like, yeah, I, I still, agree. I'm not chasing still, man. Yeah, right. I still very much feel like I should be the one that's, that's being, you know, courted, not mm -hmm. me calling you, you know? So it was always kind of weird for that. So, but I also didn't like my profile just being in some circle of, you know, um, rotation. So to do that, it meant you had to be that person that would have to initiate something. And I would always try and read a profile and pick out something that was of interest mm -hmm. so that I could at least say I did take some time to look at what you said or note something on your pictures. So that was, that's kind of my thing is if you're, if you're really in it for the right reasons, at least read or, or say something that indicates yeah. that you're interested. Okay, that's a great tip. So something that, like you said, suggests you read it and can now spark a conversation and then you guys can start to get to know each other a little bit. So when do you transition to the phone call? So, I'm, again, this is an age issue, right? See, I'm not a texter by nature. So that's why I said is, phone call, I agree. Right. So it, to me, I have like a five to 10 text limit. Yep. Before, if I don't have any desire to pull this off of um, this little bubble, then it's not working, right? Mm -hmm. if, if, if within that window, you haven't said, hey, can we take this offline? Or I haven't said, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I've hit my limit on talking in this way. Because I know my, for a fact, that's my daughter's entire mode of conversation, where mm -hmm. I can, she can tell me an entire conversation that she had over the course of an hour, and I'll say, and then what did she say? And she's looking at me like, say, this is a text. And I'm like, y'all don't talk, you know? So, and I got to tell my teens that all the time. Yeah, you know, so her to respond. What, girl, pick up the phone. Pick up the phone, exactly. So because that's how, in my mind, I relate to how my children communicate, I don't play in their land. So to me, if we're on here going back and forth in this bubble and have no desire to leave this bubble, then my interest is gone. So I, mine is about five to 10 texts. And then I'm like, time to talk. Time to talk. Yeah. So um, how, once you guys like get on the phone, like what is your next step? <clears throat> um, I don't, I, then I think it has to organically kind of move however it's going to move and I'm I'm pretty discerning so and the one beauty about one being married and two being very grown is being very comfortable in my no and so you know if I talk to you and your phone conversation is stale or uninteresting or you jump to parts of the conversation that really make no sense you know what I mean like if you read what am I wearing I'm done I'm done <laughs> <laughs> this conversation just came to an abrupt close you right. know oh my, i'm sorry my kids just called me and block you know so <laughs> I, I 
poof a lot of people really, really quickly. I was going to say, like, if you're not interested, so do you, are you just like, yeah, sorry, sir, this is not working out? Or are you just, are you the ghoster, like? I'm the ghoster. I'm definitely the, yeah, so how about I call you right back and block? <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't even want to bother with, like, that awkward conversation. Because, and this is the thing. One, because I'm not invested enough in you True. to really owe you that type of communication, right? So here's the weird thing about this bubble is that it creates almost like what I would call like a reality star um, sense of connection that's not real hmm. because it gives people this distorted familiarity. I will say that all in all, it wasn't like a complete waste. I did meet two people who I still am friends with today. It's, so I, I do think, I, I don't want to completely bash it. It didn't work for me. But I do think in a city like Atlanta, right, mm -hmm. where you, you are busy and you have a thousand things going on that, you know, really, I can honestly say, if you don't see me at Kroger or Publix or the gas station or at one of my daughter's events, it is very unlikely that I would just bump into my dream guy just because, or unless he's at the VA hospital often, which is where I am with my dad all the time, mm -hmm. right? So it, I get the purpose of an apparatus like that because there have been some people that I've had some great conversations with and I'm like, under any normal circumstance, I would have no ability to meet this person yeah. from this side of town who has all these interests because we would just not cross paths. Mm -hmm. So in that basic concept, it makes sense. It has just gone all kinds of that shit crazy in the mm -hmm. process. And, and, and then been distorted by people who are on there for different reasons and for different purposes. And so it makes it kind of hard because you have to go in there with the idea that I'm willing to weed through a bunch of crazy in the hopes that I'm going to find this great thing. And I'm not known for my patients. And personally, you know, I feel like don't ask for stuff that you don't want to be tested on. And so I, I kind of made an agreement with God that I don't ask for patients because I don't want to go through the test. I just don't have them. And I'm cool with that. So I don't have the patience to stay in there for two, three years to find that, that great nugget that's waiting. So he's going to have to get out of there and come and find me. Run into you at the grocery store shoes. So one of right. the other episodes that I just did was about manifesting, um, mm -hmm. you know, your next love or your, your true love, and then just saying you want it and letting go as to how it's actually going to happen. So in this case, yeah. it. like, don't worry about the details and how you're actually going to meet him. Just anticipate and know that you will meet him. Oh, for sure. I mean, I'm all about write the vision, make it plain. So right, my, my ex no. Say that again. <laughs> Write the vision and make it plain. My ex-husband used to tell me before we got married that he had wrote down what he wanted in a wife and put it up under his pillow and prayed on it like every night. And and I came, right? And, you know, later as our marriage was falling apart, I'm like, what the hell did he write? Because <laughs> that clearly was not me, you know? So, but... Now, you know, but I do have believe the bullet points in his list. It was I, I, I think he was a little too broad. Yeah, I think he was a little too broad, right? So so now my thing is, yeah, I think I was her in concept, but just not in detail, right? So now my thought is I I too now have a, a vision and but mine is very prescriptive. <laughs> I didn't want God to get in there and be like, eh, so is this good enough? Like I'm very clear. Like he needs to. 
X, Y, Z, right? And be able to X, Y, Z, so that I am not leaving anything up to subjective interpretation. And um, yeah, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna see that as my my vision and manifest that into reality. And mm -hmm. um, whoever it is, hopefully, if he is online, he will jump off of there and he <laughs> will find me and, and run into you at the grocery store. At the grocery store in the Publix. I'm always in Publix. So many great tips shared by Don. Thank you again, Don. This was awesome. And thanks everybody for listening to my latest episode of She Could So She Did podcast. Hey, if you are new to my podcast, make sure that you subscribe. And thanks to everybody that gave me those five-star reviews. I was so excited when I logged in and saw that I had five-star reviews. So if you enjoyed this episode, please share your feedback with me. And don't forget, you can find me everywhere at Nadia Policard and we also have a She Could So She Did Facebook page so make sure that you check us out over there. Alright, until the next time, ciao.